Yikes. It looks as though the chickens are finally coming home to roost for Black Lives Matter. Alicia Garza, Patrice Cullors, and Opal Tometi definitely have some explaining to do because the local Black Lives Matter chapters want to know where is the money. Stay tuned for this episode of Rondell's Unpopular Opinion where we're going to get into exactly how much money these heifers done scrambled up since the death of George Floyd and how their constituency is pissed the fuck off and want their fair share. And we're also going to get into this letter that was sent to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris about all the work that Black Lives Matter has done for free to help perpetuate their campaign. This is one that you're definitely not going to want to miss. Y'all. <laughs> oh, we we about to get messy. I don't got tea, but I got coffee. I got some detox coffee right now because your girl is tired. She's been working straight for the last past like five days but welcome to rondell's unpopular opinion everybody welcome to anchor welcome to spotify welcome to apple welcome to i don't know where i be streaming at y'all i didn't told y'all but i love you guys i love all of you guys um the haters the naysayers the you know true genuine supporters i love you all because this platform wouldn't be what it is if it were not for you all right and you could have been anywhere in the world but you're here with me and i appreciate that and i appreciate you and make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell that friend about this podcast now (laughs) now baby i hate being right Oh my God, I hate being right. <sighs> Low key, I love it though. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get into all this Black Lives Matter uh, stuff that's going on. This sugar honey iced tea from Black Lives Matter. Now, articles have been, you know, running around in these streets. All right. Now, if I pause, it's because I'm, my, my, I'm drinking my drink. Okay. But, um... Articles have been running around for about the past week now on, you know, Black Lives Matter, the national sector of Black Lives Matter, you know, as far as the uh, co-founders, the national leaders of the movement, you know, especially, um, y'all already know I have a great disdain for Patrice Cullors. I'm pretty sure she probably wouldn't see my contest somewhere to know I don't fuck with her. I don't like her. Okay. Um, and I have no problem debating her. No problem. Um, y'all know that I've been very critical of the Black Lives Matter organization. Um, I have, you know, went straight to the source. I have went to their Twitter. I've asked them questions. I have probed them. I w- I started doing that long before anybody even got put on to the, the fuckery and the bullshit. Um, I was doing this back in May because I definitely was doing my research on you know why is it that this sort of movement only comes around every fucking election year 
that that's what I really wanted to know a lot of things just were not making sense to me and one of the things that were not making sense to me was why is this movement finally on a global spectrum right now all of a sudden everybody cares about now all of a sudden the government cares about our health right um they they want to quote unquote stop the spread and they care about our well-being and it's all about staying safe and standing um alone uh, not standing alone but standing together right but standing apart bullshit ass you know hashtags like that right and now all of a sudden after hundreds of years being underneath a systemic uh bias okay because i don't really like to honestly use the word oppression but basically being considered second class citizens right living in, in a sundown dynamic we finally get all of a sudden this globalized media coverage of black issues and black rights and black systemic bias in america right finally the movement is getting the attention it deserves but the co-founders were nowhere getting interviewed they weren't getting interviewed they weren't pulling up to any protests when they were first taking place all right when everything happened in um you know in minnesota they were mute okay they were mute and when people started really putting pressure on them like hey listen like why are you guys not speaking who are who definitely is arranging the protests in my local city or in my chapters i'm i'm going through the chapters trying to find out you know where can i pull up to a protest and y'all not even advertising any protests like yo pull up here at this day at this time so if y'all not organizing a protest who is organizing the protest the new york city black the most the in a city where we have the biggest police department in the country 36,000 officers on the force NYPD right we didn't had the most craziest situations from Abner Louima getting a plunger stuck up his rectum to you know being gunned down in, in, in your home, right? This is the type of stuff that, that has been happening in New York City, right? Over the course of, I'm going to say, 20 years, 20, 25 years, right? So we definitely have some um area of opportunity when it comes to, um you know, officers being out of pocket. You would think that the Black Lives Matter chapter for New York City would be active, that they would be proactive, that they would be speaking and advertising of protests. They were doing none of that. The Black Lives Matter chapter Instagram has not been active, or at least when I was pulling this up and I did the research on it, which I have videos on my Instagram if you follow me there. They were not active for I'm not months. I'm talking years. The last post that I had seen through there was from like 2017, 2018. You had people going to their Twitter asking them, is this still an active page? What is going on? Because they wanted to actually pull up and they wanted to go to protests, but they just didn't know where the protests were taking place. So explain to me what, what, what is that about? 
You know what I'm saying? It just, it honestly, it just didn't make any sense to me, right? It just didn't that finally, you know, after six or seven years of being an establishment, your 501c3's message is finally being perpetuated around the world and you were nowhere to be found. Then all of a sudden they started appearing on Nickelodeon. They started appearing on, uh, having their manager appear on MSNBC. They started coming to the forefront because people were asking questions. All right. They were asking questions. People started doing their research. People started figuring out, um, that they were connected to globalist. Okay. That they were connected to donating or funneling money to democratic campaigns as much as they tried to come out and deny that. Then you had Patrice Colors. This was the nail in their their coffin where a lot of people really started realizing that they wasn't shit. When Patrice Colors came out of her mouth, okay, and stated that they are Marxists, well-trained and well-versed in ideology, you know, and they know better because they go on these platforms where they know that they're not speaking to intelligent people, let alone they're not going to go to intelligent black platforms, right? Because they know that those intelligent black people are going to push back with the statements that they make. So they go on these, um, most of the time, very, you know, liberal platforms where they're going to receive, you know, um, bias put it that way or favoritism or people are going to automatically side with them and not push back um or not have an intelligent robust and diverse conversation a versatile type conversation and when people heard that they were like whoa what's going on here right when they started going into the about us in their on their bio and saw how they are for the um destruction of the nuclear black family when they started looking into um the fact that all of these women are lgbt that all these women are lesbian and how they utilize terms like heterosexual privilege please understand that a lot of these social uh radical liberal movements okay they utilize certain terms um as far as like, for example, you have uh, feminists, right? They love to say toxic masculinity, right? So now we have BLM talking about um, heterosexual privilege. What the fuck does that have to do with black life? What what does that have to do with anything? What does that have to do with the 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 betterment of the black community? It has nothing to do with that. Why is it that your logo, which is a very communist or originated uh, logo, why is your logo being associated to the LGBTQ flag? The LGBTQ community have their own movement, their own progression, they're making their own strides, right? And shout out to them for that. But why is our movement integrated with theirs? Like... It, it makes no sense because to be quite honest with you, to keep it all the way funky with you, 
black LGBTQ do not have the same experience, the same socially, um, they do not have the same social GPS as LGBTQ that happen to be white. They don't. I'm sorry. They don't. But I digress from that. I just wanted to let y'all know what kind of really led up to this and why I have been on their necks and why the stronghold that they have had on the community is now starting to be uh, released. And I think a lot of that also had to do with what was going on this summer. You know, you have uh, a lot of kids that died in, um, you know, these cities over the summer. A lot of kids died from gang violence. Um, a lot of babies died. I mean, a one-year-old was killed in Chicago at a cookout, you know, and black lives matter said nothing. Laquan McDonald was out here looking like, um, you know, Emmett Till, you know, and, and a white woman is on the run from after murdering him and mutilating his face. Black lives matter. Hasn't said a damn thing about it. So people are starting to realize and understand that Black Lives Matter only comes around during election season, that Black Lives Matter only comes around when the police brutality aspect is involved when it comes to black people. All right. And yes, we do have many rogue officers who um, are handkerchief heads, who bust black people ass, who are miserable, that bully their own cohort on the force to keep quiet in the locker room. A lot goes on, you know what I'm saying? But this is not the only aspect of our plight in America, all right? We are being economically strangled. We are not progressing economically as we should, okay? And we are not economically on the same level as other marginalized groups in America. And that is something that also needs to be addressed. The gang violence needs to be addressed. The destruction of our own communities and not building it back up needs to be addressed. This is something that is well-rounded, but Black Lives Matter doesn't seem to push that. It seems as though they operate of elitist funding and whatever or whoever controls the money controls you. Now, with that being said, we're going to get into the article. All right. And I ain't mean to go in like that for 13 whole minutes. All right. But like I said, I felt like that needed to be said. So we have an understanding and put some context to this and why we're here. Now, shout out to the Post Millennial for this article. All right. And it basically states that BLM has raked in billions with a B, not millions, billions of dollars since George Floyd's death. And local chapters want to know where is it, where it's gone. All right. And this is not one, not two chapters saying this, but 10 local chapters of the Black Lives Matter movement released a public statement on Monday outlining deficits in leadership, organization, and financial accounting of the BLM National Umbrella Organization, the Black Lives Matter Global Network, the BLM GN Foundation. Black Lives Matter National does not want to hear it. 
all right and black lives matter dc released a tweet where they actually published their chapter statement and it says for years the black lives matter global network has undermined the work and integrity of local chapters including blm dc today we went public and read our statement here so they published this shit on their twitter all right and we're gonna get a glimpse of what they stated here which states that since the establishment of blmgn our chapters have consistently raised concerns about financial transparency decision making and accountability despite years of effort no acceptable internal process of accountability has ever been produced by the global network and these recent events have undermined the efforts of chapters seeking to democrat democratize its processes and resources all right and they even went as far as to speak out to tucker carlson now you already know tucker carlson and fox you know right-wing media they're gonna eat this shit up they're gonna live for this they, they'll love content like this and that's exactly where they went because cnn probably wouldn't have wanted to hear no shit like this So the article goes on to state that speaking to Tucker Carlson about the excessive amount of funds that have been donated and the lack of charitable giving, giving done by BLM, Candace Owens, oh, excuse me, so Candace Owens went, you already know she's going to have a field day kiki with, with Tucker Carlson about this shit, um, said nobody knows where the money goes. It's always a black hole. Black Lives Matter, no one can answer. Billions of dollars. So you already know what they're going to do. They're going to put, you know, the uh, white conservative and blackface Candace Owens to be the mouthpiece, right? To be the mouthpiece to this, okay? And um, Owens went on to state, are their black schools being built? Are there black universities? Has anything been done that's been beneficial for the black community? No. But a bunch of models put it on their gram, Tucker, so it must be all good. Tucker asks, why no one ever follows the money? Noting that millions have been funneled from their coffers of corporate america into the hands of blm and that blm has little to show for it he said that if blm were tele evangelists people would be looking into how they spent their vast don uh donations owen said that no one follows the money because the organizers don't want anyone to know about it in the days and weeks following George Floyd's murder, she said, Black Lives Matter raised billions of dollars and they have never made uh, to account where the billions of dollars went. They want us just to look the other way and not ask questions. Now, I completely and wholeheartedly agree with her on that. As much as I feel as though she is a white conservative in a black face, I wholeheartedly agree with her on that. I wholeheartedly agree that what they constantly do is want you to look the other way. And if this is now being confirmed via people who work with them within the 501c4, 
with these you got 10 chapters all saying the same thing all 10 chapters are not lying and we know they're not lying because we do not see any progression within the black community billions of dollars we don't have any like she said there's no schools or universities no funding to the hbcus none of them are coming out and saying that they gave them a dime you got, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. You would think that black-owned business would be able to receive a stimulus from fucking Black Lives Matter to keep their businesses afloat, but they haven't gotten that. We haven't invested into, you know, black agriculture, black farming, black schools, Flint's water supply. Where the fuck is the money? Where's the money? At the end of the day, it's just emotional manipulation. Of course, all of us, we all care about these issues, but what we're really asking is, where's the money going? Black Lives Matter local chapters are asking questions as well. They write that in the spirit of transparency, accountability, and our responsibility to the community, they believe public accountability has become necessary. They call out Patrice Cullors as the sole member of the BLMGN, who became executive director against the will of most chapters and without their knowledge. Yikes. The newly announced formation BLM Grassroots, which does not have the support of and was created without consultation with vast majority chapters, the formation of BLM Grassroots, which effectively separates the majority of the chapters from the BLM GN without their consent and interrupted the active process of accountability that was being established by those chapters and chapter organizers who have been consistently prevented from establishing financial transparency, collective decision-making or collaboration on political analysis and vision within the BLM GN for years. There has been inquiry regarding the financial operations of BLM GN and no acceptable process of either public or internal transparency about the unknown millions of dollars donated to BLM GN, which has certainly increased during this time of pandemic and rebellion. Most chapters have received little to no support. Uh, oh, bitch. Baby, they said that most chapters have received little to no funding, little to no financial support from the global network since the launch of 2013. You gotta be fucking kidding me. You gotta be, you, you, you gotta be kidding me that these chapters are out here. These chapters are out here organizing working rallying putting in the footwork to perpetuate the movement and haven't received a dime this is some bullshit it was only within the last few months that selected chapters appeared to have been invited to apply for a five hundred thousand dollar grant created created with resources generated because of the organizing labor of chapters this is not the equity and financial accountability we deserve and i absolutely honestly agree with that wholeheartedly agree with them and why they feel the way they feel 
The article goes on to state that BLMGN announced in June that it was launching a $6.5 million fund to support grassroots organizing work for its local chapters. According to the statement, chapters were only allowed to apply for grants beginning in July. According to the statement, BLM Grassroots was allegedly created to support the organizational needs of chapters, separate the financial functions of BLMGN, we, we the, under, the undersigned chapters, believe that all of these events occurred without democracy and assert that it was without the knowledge of the majority of Black Lives Matter chapters across the country and world. The statement was signed by BLM chapters in Philadelphia, Washington, D.C., Chicago, Hudson Valley, New York, Oklahoma City, Indianapolis, Denver, Vancouver, San Diego, and New Jersey. They state that we understand that these issues are not new and that some of the chapters left were not acknowledged or were pushed out of the network with the community of chapters because of them. We invite those chapters to connect. According to Axios, the 100 largest U.S. companies have so far committed $1.63 billion to organizations fighting racism and inequality. Analysts of social media posts, blogs, and public, state, uh, public statements by the Federalists show that Decker, Uggs, Amazon, Pepsi, Gatorade, Microsoft, Warner Brothers, excuse me, Warner Records, Intel, Bungie of Xbox and, um, and Microsoft Games, and Mondelez International, Nabisco, as well as many other companies, all specifically pledge money to the BLMGN Foundation following the death of George Floyd. And this is why I said, this is why I said that they pick and choose. They pick and choose who deaths matter. Okay. And George Floyd was a money grab for BLM. And they knew that. They knew that. And what essentially what they did was they took trauma, the psychological trauma, all right, the emotional trauma of black people and people around the world, and they capitalized and exploited it for monetary incentive and gain. That's exactly what they did. And then not only did they do that, they went even further to align themselves with radical left ideology to perpetuate a social political agenda. Because like I said on my Instagram, how did it flip from justice and, you know, bringing forth black issues to the table to Trump needs to resign? That's all they was pushing on their social media, their podcast episodes. When did it turn from justice for black Americans or, or speaking of black issues to social political agendas? I mean, they started campaigning for Biden hard, talking about they were trying to force Trump out. 
fucking election. They wanted him gone. And they campaigned hard for it. Only to get played. Because the next um, podcast that I'm going to put up, or we're going to get into in the next segment of this podcast, is the letter that BLMGN, the global network, wrote to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, talking about they want to be a part of their transition team. But Black Lives Matter went out here and perpetuated the defund the police slogan that Obama was talking about. And didn't have the intelligent conversation to state exactly what that meant and lost control of the conversation. Because deep down they are, what? They stated themselves that they are Marxists. Well versed in ideology. Because what they really want to do, if you read the Breathe Act, is, is that they want to abolish the police. And the same things that they're out here claiming that their message is for, they went out, supported a candidate that was completely now is stating that he's completely against their slogan. He's completely against everything that they stand for. He said that there is no reason or it is, uh, it should be unacceptable for the looting and the rioting. This is what he said out of his mouth. He wants to pump $300 million of federal funding into law enforcement. But that's not a shock being that, oh, he wrote the 1994 crime bill to put the cops out on the fucking street. But when people, you know, when you bring this up and people get so upset saying that, oh, well, the streets were this and the streets were that. And we need to forgive and forget. But then they can't understand why Joe Biden is pushing $300 million into law enforcement. Why do you need more funding, right? Now, I already stated that I do not support the defunding the police um, message because I knew what that was going to lead to, which was more anarchy in the street, right? But this is how a lot of people feel. People feel as though that the funds that are allocated towards them, a lot of those funds are allocated towards lawsuits, um, you know, for, for negligence and decreasing the budget and allocating the budget elsewhere, right? Will basically put more of the pressure on those in leadership, like the commissioners to say, hey, we don't got money like that. We need to kind of really tighten our shit up because we can't afford to be getting sued like we were before. You know? So again, I don't believe that it's the funding that's the problem. This is this is what, what I think. I think it depends. It, it's honestly due to um, leadership setting the tone, accountability, and a revamp of dynamic okay revamp of dynamic within the force okay that's what i believe is on honestly really about because to be quite honest with you the way we are treated is just based on the fact of us not being on equal playing fields with all of our other um, marginalized groups and cohorts here in America. Okay. Because black folks on the South side of Chicago 
ain't gonna get treated like the white folks in the rich neighborhood of Chicago on the rich parts of Illinois or even the black folks that that live in other uh, rich parts of of Illinois right the police interaction is gonna be way different because of where they are economically on the scale this plays a lot into it too police and community relations are strained Money is not the end or be all to the problem. And the conversation was not well-versed and it was not enough open dialogue for these, for these conversations. Black Lives Matter, the global network wanted to abolish their, their goal and their objective is to abolish the police, which we know that's not going to work because the hood is never going to be able to govern the hood. We know that. We know that we already know that they are exploiting black trauma. All right. For political, um, not for political, excuse me, for monetary incentive and gain. And the fact that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris allotted BLM GN to perpetuate their campaign to help put them in office. And now they're dissing them to the point where now you got to write letters Stating that you want to sit at the table and you want your biscuits. The jig is definitely up. The jig is definitely up. So the article concludes here. All right. Cause we're, we're going to, we're going to wrap this up. Um, which I may even basically what I'm going to do is I'm probably going to put the letter segment with the Sean King episode that Black Lives Matter wrote to Joe Biden because we definitely going to get into that. And if you watch my last YouTube, one of my last YouTube uploads, I definitely um got into that when I found the Daily Mail article that they covered it back in early in November that they wrote that letter to no mid November, excuse me, that they wrote that letter to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris basically stating that you forgot about us. Duh. Duh. Black people didn't ask for shit during the election. Why the fuck would Joe and Kamala want to do anything for you? They told you they're not doing anything for you. They told us if you won't, you ain't voting for us, you ain't black. And being black is a trend now. So that was the way to go without asking for anything. Exchanging political currency not to get the product. The Daily, Caller, the Daily Caller reported in June that the BLMGN spent millions on consultants, travel, and compensation for its own staff between July 2017 and June 2019, according to the financial, according to audited financial statements prepared by its fiscal sponsor, Thousand Currents. Specifically, BLMGN spent nearly $900,000 dollars on travel 1.6 million on consulting and 2.1 million dollars on staffing during 2017 2018 and 2019 fiscal years financial statements show that this totals 83.3 percent of its total spending during th a three-year period who the fuck was they giving money to if it wasn't people within the local chapters Where's my son and Tamika Mallory statements at? Let's see Sean King statements. They bank statements. I know Portia Williams got a check too. 
Let's see her bank statements. All these fake ass activists out here. If the chapters are not getting the money, who the fuck is getting all of this money? Who? Who? Because let me tell you something. Yandy was probably uh, booked a ticket within that $900,000 of travel for her to pull up at some of these fucking protests. BLM only granted $328,000 to outside organizations, which include local BLM chapters. During that time frame, a number that represents 6% of its total spending. That is disgusting. Disgusting. You got these people out here working for free, and then you want to cry to Joe Biden talking about you you done worked for free and saved America and, and you was the, you the spawn of, of saving the fucking country. You I hope and like I said in that video, I hope wholeheartedly that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris took that letter that y'all wrote to them and wiped their asses with it. This is insane and ridiculous and disgusting. I literally just ha I have no words. Have no words. All right. So it also goes on to state that in June, the BLMGM told the New York Times it received more than one point one million dollars in donations, which is a lie because now we know that there's way more. Well, now there's way more. Probably back in June, it was at one point one million. All right. But. They're stating that back in June, they were at $1.1 million. Now, when did George Floyd die? I believe he died in May. So you mean to tell me that you racked in $1.1 million within a month and the average donation was $33? All right. This, this is crazy. In March of 2018, Black Lives Matter Cincinnati announced it was changing its name to the Mass Action for Black Liberation. Because a national group had, quote unquote, perverted the Black Lives Matter brand. BLM did not create or build this new grassroots movement against police brutality and racism. They capitalized off of nameless groundswell of resistance sweeping the nation, branding it as their own and profiting from the deaths of black men and women around the country without seriously engaging as a national formation and getting justice for fighting families. The statement continued, all while raking in hundreds of thousands of dollars from high-end speaking engagements and donations from foundations that support black struggle. <laughs> Y'all, the good book says that be not deceived, God is not mocked, whatever you reap, you shall indeed sow. And let me tell you something, the BLM GN Network, these three heifers are indefinitely harvesting everything that they planted. This is why they have no seat at the table when it comes to a federal level. This is why they will not be working with the Biden and Harris administration. And this is why they will not be working with the cabinet when it comes to where the federal dollars are going to be allocated. And it will not be going to them. And I hope that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris don't give them a fucking dime. I hope they don't even give them a fucking conversation for this shit. I hope that they don't. 
they just went and campaigned for free they put in all the work went and did all this visual mark uh visual and uh communication all this marketing for joe biden and kamala harris to get dissed and i'm glad good for them and you know this is not the only movement that's been getting exposed because i did read about tarana burke about um you know as far as you know the me too movement times up silent breakers they're breaking down their bank statements too which they deserve everything that they're getting because they too are selective of who to go after when it comes to predatory behavior within Hollywood and within the celebrity world. You know, Harvey Weinstein was um, a fan favorite from a lot of people who was in that movement, you know? But when it came to throwing away R. Kelly, them bitches was working overtime to make black men the face of uh, predatory behavior. Now, I'm not sitting here and saying that R. Kelly ain't guilty as homemade sin, but I'm talking about the same energy ain't kept. And we play into these games of destroying black men. And the best way to destroy black men is to put the black woman against him. We play into that. And that's exactly what Tarana Burke did. And what's this other chick? Ava DeVernay, I believe her name is. She's another one. Um, What's this other chick? Who got smart with Vicky Dillard the other day? I'm trying to think. I'm losing it. Jamel Hill. She's another one. Another one. You know? So the chickens are definitely coming home to roost. And I'm loving every fucking bit of it because we need to expose these frauds for what they are. They're fucking frauds, period. Now I'm going to cut this one short. We've already been running almost 45 minutes now, and we're definitely going to pick this up with these fake ass activists being called out because we're definitely going to get into that letter that BLM wrote to Joe and Kamala. And we're also going to get into why Sean King is in hot water. All right. So stick around for part two of this podcast. All right. And I love y'all and y'all be well and y'all take care. Peace.